Families are facing challenges today like never before. At Focus on the Family Canada, we're here to equip families so they can find support and God's hope for their situation. More families than ever turning to us for help raising their children, navigating marital issues, and dealing with anxiety and stress. Will you donate so these families can find the hope they need to face today's challenges? Make a monthly commitment or a one-time donation today at focusonthefamily.ca slash family. It is something you can get better at. Starts with the decision that I'm going to lighten up. I'm not going to take myself so seriously. There are going to be times in this relationship we need to be dead serious. But just like date night or an annual abandon, we need to bring the joy into it. So we go through clearly all the mental and physical and emotional benefits of this and then end with the spiritual. Well, that's Ted Cunningham, and he's with us today on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. Hey, John, here's a revelation here at Focus on the Family. We love marriage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I hope that's obvious to everybody. It's foundational uh, to the family, of course, and we believe it's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, that's one reason why we talk so much about marriage here on the program. We want to equip you to help you have the best marriage you can have, a marriage that's thriving, as we say, thriving in Christ, regardless of what season of life you're in. As a newly married, uh, God bless you, (laughs) or as a couple that's been married 40, 50 years, there are still things to learn. Mm. And I know that's true in my life, and I've been married over 30 years, but every day I'm thinking, ooh, I could have done that better, said that better. (laughs) But one of the great ingredients that I have enjoyed in in my marriage with Jane is being able to bring humor into it. It doesn't always work, and I failed at it, uh, (laughs) but today we want to help you brush up on those comedy skills, (laughs) and not for an audience of many, but for an audience of one, your spouse. And we've invited one of our favorite guests here today, pastor and all-around funny guy, Ted Cunningham, to help us with this. And you'll laugh along the way, I hope, as we talk to Ted. He is the founding pastor of Woodland Hills Family Church in Branson, Missouri. (laughs) He's also the author of A Love That Laughs, which is a brand new book that Focus on the Family is putting out. Oh, that's Um, great. It is. And most of the material, I understand, for the book came from Ted's marriage to his wife, Amy. I don't know if that's true or not, but... <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, know. Ted, welcome to Focus, hey, by the way. you know, I'm not just a guest. I am a listener of this broadcast. You're, oh, I that's so love, much fun. I love following y'all. And... All right, so you and Amy, how long have you been married now? 23 years. Wow, that's good. And you're still laughing. Still laughing. Laughing more today than we did in the first 10, first 20. That is so good. Uh, early in your marriage, you had to find that uh, fun way, though, of communicating, right? Yeah. And how did that How did that come about? I don't see you as a serious guy even years ago. You're probably pretty funny. Did, yeah. did Amy ever go, can you just stop? <laughs> just stop. <laughs> stop being silly. And, you know, sometimes people come up to her at events and they'll say, is he like this all the time at home? Does That's he exhausting. always tell jokes? I'm not telling jokes to my wife all the time. Like, hey, have you heard this one? No, it's <laughs> it's finding the humor in everyday life. That's mm-hmm. the emphasis of the book is to be observational in our humor. And so you don't have to be 
a funny guy, uh, a funny lady. You don't have to be a comedian to find the humor in life for your marriage. Okay, that right there, though, I did want to hit that, and we might as well hit it early, because temperaments play yeah. into this. And you're an extrovert. You can see that. You you do have a lens in which you see the world with a bit of humor. You know, yeah. I've known you long enough to know that when something goes badly for you, you tend to find something funny in it. Yeah. I, I tend to be that way, too. But not everybody's wired that way some people are very serious about life absolutely and there's a time and a place for it so it's i don't find the funny in every single thing that happens to us but as we introduce in the book i want a laughter to conflict ratio that laughter is a hundred to one i and amy's the one that gave us that first ratio when i asked her if you were to compare our laughs to our conflict what would you get what would the ratio be and she didn't even she gives answers quick in our marriage. She already has answers, and she said 100 to 1. Okay, let me let me get your best argument for this, and then we're going to move to some examples which are funny. Sure. But uh, for that person that's saying, you know what, it just you know, it doesn't come easy to me. I, I hate to blast the engineer mind, and I, I know <laughs> I'm going to hear from people who say, hey, I'm funny, and I'm an engineer. I get that. But methodic, planning people, engineering people, process people – tend to look at things with, you know, maybe less humor. So tell me again, why? Why do I need to to laugh? It seems frivolous to me. Yeah. And I don't know that the Lord would be laughing at these things. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? I just wish people could see your face right now. You guys got that scowl. My wife, when we started this book, she said, make sure it is early on that you make it clear to everyone, I am not a comedian. I don't tell jokes. In 23 years of marriage, she's maybe told one or two jokes. It's just not who she is. She's more of a serious uh, person by nature, and she you know, looks into every detail of life. She's into her environment, and so she's grateful that we've made humor a priority in our marriage. And so I, I believe it or not, I always start with Ecclesiastes 7 when it talks about a good name is better than fine perfume. And the day of death is better than the day of birth. And you're like, why would you start with a funeral to talk about (laughs) laughter? Because you read, it's better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. Meaning when you go to a funeral, that's a recalibrating event. You're learning about life. And you should be asking questions about how you're living. Hmm. How are you honoring other people? Uh, And yet when you go to a party, that's a completely different purpose behind it. And that's why the scripture says sorrow is better than laughter. Well, because sorrow is a teacher. But it doesn't say sorrow is good, laughter is bad. It's just laughter has its place. Mm. And so laughter, a cheerful heart is good medicine. And what I love about humor and laughter in marriage is it's not only a good medicine, but it helps other medicines go down. (laughs) I like that. So we can learn a lot in the process, and people describe my teaching at church or at conferences and seminars as, um, yeah, you, you get us laughing, and then you just hit us with something. We, we weren't expecting it. We double right. over, and with laughter, you kind of pick us back up, and you give us a hug, and then bam, right, right there again. You're like, oh, what? it's like we just got shot. It's very effective. Yeah, because laughter is a great tool. Humor is a great way that we can express ourselves through through difficult and challenging times. All right, you've answered that. Um, let's go back to you and Amy and your differences. Um, I think New York, you had something going on in a New York restaurant, which is an example of how to so manage I was, some things. I was born in the cornfields outside of Chicago, Illinois, northern Illinois. <laughs> and so my favorite meal was meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and corn. And then I'm with take, you. I, that's just, I can eat that every day. My wife is a foodie. 
So the first time she took us to a foodie restaurant, and you know what I mean by foodie. It means you're going to spend some money, and you're going to need a snack when you leave. It's a small <laughs> plate of you, food you for a lot of money. You are not going to leave full. And so I already had all sorts of attitude going into it. But one of the things I love about humor is you can enjoy your spouse's activity or hobby without actually enjoying your spouse's activity or hobby because <laughs> you're having fun along the way. Right. We walked into this restaurant, and I, I don't make up one word of this. The waiter comes over with a plank, like a, a cedar plank, and he's got a mint leaf sticking out of both sides of it. And I look at Amy, I said, is that the salad? Is this where we're starting with this thing? <laughs> One piece of And this waiter, deadpan, I mean, he's as serious as can be, says, no, the chef picked this earlier today in New Jersey. Like, I'm supposed to be impressed with New Jersey men. I don't know <laughs> New what Jersey New Jersey produce. men. It is the garden state. I must. <laughs> but he was very proud of where they got the mint. And he said, the chef recommends that you rub this over your lips and under your nose and on your chin. I am rolling my eyes at And you're Amy. in a restaurant. And I'm in a restaurant. And he's not joking. He yes. wants us to prepare ourselves by cleaning our face with this mint. And I look over at my wife. She's chuckling because she knows what I'm thinking, which is that's the fun part of being married a long time. You don't, you don't even have to have conversation and you can laugh because you know how your spouse is processing something. <laughs> My wife's fully into it. She is rubbing this leaf all over her lips and under her <laughs> nose and fully into it. And I told the guy, I said, you know where I'm from, we grew a lot of produce. We just never once thought about rubbing it on our faces. <laughs> and I think if a husband and wife are going to you know, be rubbing produce on their faces, this is something we should have a little bit of privacy for. I'm going to need you to back away from this one a little bit, buddy. And uh, he stood there. I wore that mint leaf out. I rubbed it everywhere. I was, I was given – and he, was, he knew I was not appreciating it. But that, those are those moments like – I've only had one massage in my life. My wife loves massages. We were in an event, and and I, I'm just going to say we were in California. So <laughs> the, the the event gifted us a couple's massage, and I hated every single minute of that 60-minute <laughs> massage. I felt violated and uncomfortable. I didn't like anything. And the entire time coming from underneath the other table, this is all I heard from my wife. <laughs> Because she knew we didn't have to say a word, but she was laughing and having a good time because she knew I was miserable <laughs> through the whole thing. And that's what I love about humor and marriage. Yeah. It's like Amy doesn't even have to be here right now, and I can tell you completely. You throw any scenario at me, I can tell you how she's going to react to it. And you, that's where you find the fun. You know, Ted, again, some married couples, that may not go down as well. Right. And I want to explore that a little bit, where yeah. even in that scenario, you know, the wife's chuckling because she knows, and the husband's getting mad, not he's not laughing about it. It's yeah, like, and we're why not would talking, you put me in this position? We're not talking about humor that's biting. We're not talking about humor that's uh, sarcastic, that's like oh, tearing of the flesh. We're not talking about, about yeah. mean, uh, hurtful, constantly ribbing. It's that lightheartedness that I just see missing in so many marriages. And I, I'll be honest with you. I think most couples start off lighthearted. Yeah. You know, I, I listen to your broadcast. I hear a lot of great stories of couples early on, but then something happens. And I think that something that happens is drift. Right. They drift away. It was natural. We say this often in, in marriage teaching. It was natural early in the relationship, but you drifted away from it. And all you need to do to make it natural again is become intentional. What was natural, you now need to be intentional with 10, 20, 30 years in. And if you become intentional, it can become natural again to where it's just the ebb and flow of your daily life as a couple. And that's the goal of this book. Right. So if you're listening and you're, you're really struggling here, chill out. 
just give it a try. And yeah. let's listen to some of the ways you can apply that. Uh, it leads us to what you're calling the callback. Now, I've never heard this term before, but in the book you describe the callback. What is it? Okay, so the callback is why you love your favorite comedians. because, And you, you've heard the callback a lot. You just didn't know the, the name of it because the callback is when there's a punchline earlier in a set and he brings it back up or she brings it back up off of a different story or a different premise, it usually gets a bigger laugh because you didn't see it coming. But it just – because what comedy is, it's the jostling of the brain, right? right? It's the shocking of the brain. Like, I didn't see that that one coming. So for Amy and I, that New York restaurant, I'm not leaving that restaurant without a callback. And now my callback is whenever we're at my favorite restaurant, which is Le Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you take a lettuce leaf. I take broccoli off her plate and start rubbing it on my cheek. And we have a laugh from something that happened six years ago. Yeah. And that's why in the book, we, get, we, we want couples to figure out what their callbacks are, write them down at the end, uh, put them in that journal so that you can keep going back to them. You might call them an inside joke. But they're, they're the callbacks, and we have so many callbacks in our marriage, taking everything that's irritating, frustrating, annoying, that, that would just usually grate on us. And we just – the key with all of this is we've made the decision we're going to enjoy life together. Enjoy life. Yeah. That's what I like about you that. You have to make the decision and, – and I just want to put this out there first because if a couple comes into my office in conflict, if they're, if they're in need of hope restored and I need to send them to a marriage intensive, I, I'm not teaching them how to be funny with each other in right. that moment. I'm exactly. not teaching them to tell jokes and all that. But after they go through the marriage intensive, which is what we hear from couples coming out of the marriage intensive years later, we're experiencing levels of marital satisfaction we never dreamed possible. Right. Then it's at that point you begin to teach them how not to get back into the drift yes. that, that took you into that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would begin teaching that couple quality couple time, enjoying life together and bringing right. more humor into your marriage. That it plays a role. Exactly. Yeah. And the point is the callback helps diffuse a lot of situations. Yes. Yeah. Here's the secret, though, with the callback. You have to give it time. Okay? I've made the mistake of bringing humor at the wrong time. Okay? So timing is everything in comedy. We know this. And so my wife was one day uh, making a, a Brussels sprout salad. Like That's a, a non-starter salad. right there. I, I like, need a lot of mint Because, for that. you know, every, every party needs a Brussels sprout salad. But she spent an hour in the kitchen chopping and cutting and dicing, making this salad beautiful, put it in this bowl. And I had bought her the coolest as-seen-on-TV invention I've ever seen. It's a suction lid. It's just a flat silicone lid that you put on the top of it. And when you pick it up, it suctions to the bowl and and the lid sealed it's it's amazing and so and i watched her picking this up after she made the salad and i could see her processing in her mind this thing is truly amazing well the mistake she made is she picked it up and walked over to the refrigerator with it and as she's walking to the refrigerator she's not supporting the bottom of the bowl she looks at me and actually says the words this thing is amazing And as as soon as she said amazing, the bowl separated from the lid, smashed on the ground, Brussels sprout cabbage is everywhere in our kitchen, and I lose it. A little tear forms in the right uh, corner of her eye. She walks over all of the mess into the bedroom, which I interpreted to mean you're cleaning this up uh, because you bought the lid. My son Carson walks into the room and... And he goes, what happened here? I go, come over here. And we just have a good laugh. About 30 minutes later, I'm going to try to use the, this thing is amazing, oh. callback. Listen, that's not enough time. <laughs> no, okay, 30 happy. minutes is I not enough you. time. So bringing humor in, that's another aspect of this. you got to know timing. 
This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Suppose you were to call Deeks Insurance and discover that over the past few years, you've been overpaying on your car insurance premiums, thousands of dollars that could have gone into ministry or be spent on your family. It's more common than you think. Stats confirm even the insurance companies that have taken the most dramatic increases retain 85% of their clients. Not because there aren't alternatives, it's consumer apathy. Call Deeks Insurance at 1-800-240-5283. DeeksInsurance.ca Focus on the Family Canada wants to inspire teen girls to grow in their faith with a new and improved Brio magazine. By nearly doubling the size of each magazine, teen girls will love the fresh new design, including more articles, interviews, and daily devotions focused on a growing faith in Christ. Inspire teen girls to grow in their faith. Order your subscription today at briomagazine.ca. That's briomagazine.ca. Or call 1-800-A-FAMILY. It's hard to see our young adult children wondering how faith and career fit together when they see adventure and opportunity on one hand and a broken world on the other. For almost 40 years, Redeemer University has provided students the time to explore and ask, where is God in this? While they study and prepare to become the next generation of Christian leaders. Redeemer is where faith and future come together, so they're ready for the road ahead. Ready for what? Ready for anything. Visit and apply at Redeemer.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Hey, Ted, I want to hit the benefits of laughter. Because, again, for the scientists in the audience, tell me why. What's the benefit Uh, of laughter? Hit it. It's quite expansive. And and you mentioned the engineers. Uh, They're going to love Chapter 2, which is 38 Benefits. Of laughter, right? Yeah, and to what see the purpose. Well, the the mental, the physical, the emotional, the relational, and then I end that list with the spiritual. The spiritual benefits. Uh, the most most research went into that chapter uh, of the book, but we we just talk about how it manages stress, and you can work through difficult situations and conversations like we just have already really talked about. Uh-huh. But it bonds us, it eases tension, diffuses anger, lightens the mood. I, I mean, and I go all the way through. It even makes you more attractive. You know, I tell the guys, I tell the young guys in our church who feel like, man, I'm never going to find a woman. Well, you don't need, you know, the the face of Brad Pitt, the body of the rock, or the attitude of Tony Stark. You, well, you need a paycheck and a few jokes. That's what I tell the guys in our church all the time. You just need a paycheck and a few jokes. But women find men with a sense of humor attractive. And you're like, well, I don't have a sense of humor. Well, that's why we talk about these benefits, because it's something you can work on. I mean, that should be convincing right there. What's the difference between choosing and pursuing laughter rather than just waiting for it to happen? How can we choose laughter? Well, I've always been gripped with Scott Stanley's definition of choice, of choosing, when he says decisions have power. And I love that because we talk about decisions all the time. You need to make decisions. So this is one of those decisions, a choice that you make, and it has power when we've decided. And now that's the decision. But then the pursuing is we're looking for it all day long. We're finding the opportunities. I can tell you, me laughing six times a day, if that's the average adult laughter, that is not for me. That is not for my home. That is that's not underachieving for you. Oh, that's way underachieving. <laughs> I want if if I, don't, if I get to lunch and I've only laughed six times, I don't think I'm. Now that seems I'm like a high bar it. all of a sudden. You've laughed thirty or forty times already today, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm just saying for the person that, that doesn't come naturally, that could sound really overwhelming now. 
It, wow, six times before lunch? <laughs> and that's low? Now you've intimidated me. Yeah, and I know there are jobs that, that are serious and you're not cracking jokes. And I, I just want people to get the emphasis of this book is not joke writing. The emphasis of this book is finding joy. It's your heart. Humor, yeah. And looking for lighthearted moments throughout the day. We find it in our kids. We find it in our marriage. We can find it in our jobs. We can find it at the DMV. We can find it while driving. It's <laughs> everywhere you turn. It's just, it's just the decision that you make is I can be frustrated on this customer service call right now or I can have fun with it. That's the pursuit part. So I make the decision. I'm going to find joy in life. I'm going to enjoy life with my wife, Ecclesiastes 9.9. Uh, a cheerful heart is good medicine. These are all decisions that we've made. Now we pursue it. Yeah. And the book is full of over 100 practical ways to pursue mm. laughter and humor in your okay, marriage. Okay, so somebody who's not had a, a high degree of humor in their marriage, and they're saying, okay, I heard Ted Cunningham today on Focus on the Family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it tonight. And then, boom, their humor just bombs. And now they, they may give up, but what would be your encouragement to the person who's attempting humor in their marriage, but it's not landing right? It's, it, if, so we've already talked about timing, but if I give some low-hanging fruit for humor and laughter, and I think singing and dancing are the lowest, <laughs> the lowest forms of comedy because people will say the same thing. Well, I'm not good at singing. Well, that's the point. Right, that's okay. what's funny. I, 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 can't, I don't have rhythm. I can't, I can't dance. Well, that's the point. Right, commitment is everything. I'll walk off stage after I I hear a comedian bomb, and they'll go, "Man, what happened?" I go, "The problem was you weren't committed to the joke." And when you're not committed to it, the person receiving is not going to be committed to it. We've all seen comedians give up on stage and be like, "Oh man, if they weren't into it, I'm not going to be into it." So I think the person who hasn't pursued humor or hasn't made the decision to pursue it. They they just haven't been working that muscle. They just got to get into a point yeah. where they're committed to it and trying and attempting. And this is a big, important part. I cover this in the book over actually a couple pages. So there's physical benefits to laughter. We all know that. You breathe in yeah. oxygen, rich air. Vanderbilt University says yeah. you, know, you can burn uh, up to 40 calories with 10 to 15 minutes of belly laughing. That's why I say, so don't go work out. Just help <laughs> each other laugh. And this is the cool part. Your body cannot tell the difference between fake and real laughter. So I tell wives, when your husband's attempting it, fake it, right? <laughs> Laugh. Like, just fake the laughter. <laughs> Pursue it. And, and this is key. It, it'll, it'll catch on. Uh, MD Anderson, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, um, uh, the, the Mayo Clinic, they have laughter therapy. They're not saying that laughter heals the body, but they know laughter is a great way to help people through mm. the treatments. And one of the things they do is they just sit around in circles and they fake laugh. Okay? But <laughs> that, get this on video. that fake laughter can turn into real laughter, right. but just like a yawn, laughter is contagious. Well, it will. And you watch somebody fake laughing, and you're like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it starts to trigger something in you. Well, one of the things, and people are going to be shocked, but I mean, when the boys and Gene and I are praying, you know, we're getting together, we do a little devotion or something, and then we're about to pray. Certainly, one of the three guys, it's never mom. It's either me or Trent or Troy. We start giggling about something because yeah. something is funny. Yeah. I mean, it's even the, the ritual sometimes can be quite funny the way oh. we approach it. And so one of us will start giggling, and it gets the other two of us it's giggling. Contagious. Mama's yeah. not giggling so much because no. this is time before the Lord. 
And he's like, and, but we can't help it. And yeah. then we, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me try again. Dear, yeah. <laughs> here we go. And yeah. it's just so funny. But it's, there's nothing really funny. What's going on with yeah. that? And it's when like you watch a movie and something strikes you as funny but doesn't strike your spouse as funny and right. you get to giggling, there's been more times in movies where I start laughing at my wife laughing. Right. And that even becomes a, a callback of sorts because you get in the car later and she'll think about it. She'll be falling asleep yeah. and she'll think about that and start laughing. And I just start laughing because she's laughing. This is the power of how God created us, this laughter, this joy. That's why I just that's why Paul says, Rejoice. I'll say it again. Rejoice. I mean, these are decisions there's, that we make. But there's something in there about vulnerability. It struck me a moment ago when you were talking about it, the ability to, to sing and dance. Yeah. Okay. There's a vulnerability in doing that. And yeah. you've got to be a little emptied of your ego to put yourself in a silly position, which again is why I think the Lord loves it. Yeah. Because it, it kind of humbles you yeah. when you're not taking yourself so seriously all the time. Yeah, and I tell I tell guys this. If they do not have a sense of humor and they're wanting to figure out how to bring more humor into their marriage, and I tell them, all right, I just want you to pick one of her favorite songs and sing it to her. They're like, oh, at a, at a dinner like across the table? No, 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 in the car while driving because now you have another activity to focus on. Right. This always helps. This and diffuses maybe, a guy. Maybe some background music that will help you. <laughs> You're almost, yeah, it's just it's like – karaoke in the car and you've got the overhead lights that i use as spotlights. so when it's my turn to sing i put the spotlight on me and then i turn it off and put it on amy there's all sorts of ways that you can do this in what i call again that low hanging fruit to just make the attempt and i always tell the spouse even even with apologies even if the words aren't coming out right but you know the heart is there receive it i say the same thing with humor and laughter if your spouse is making the attempt that deserves recognition. Exactly That right. deserves a, a fake the, laugh if that's all you can come up with. This is where my with. girls in particular have watched us interact, and they're like, Mom, he's just telling you the weather, and you're laughing about it. What is it with that? But we've chosen to, to do that very thing, just to encourage each other and to find the humor yeah. in some of the silliest things. Yeah. And I, I hope that they catch that and go into marriage Absolutely. looking for a guy that's going to make them laugh. Absolutely. And, and so we talk about this in the book. When you get married, there's also this shared sense of humor that you have to develop. And that's a whole nother level that I enjoy that, again, we, we don't even have to be talking and we can see something and she knows what I'm thinking, I know mm-hmm. what she's thinking, <laughs> and the laughter starts. And, and that's that shared sense of humor that you get with the oneness of marriage mm-hmm. and you grow into over time. And that's what I want to encourage young couples with. If... The joy and the fun and that which was natural early in the relationship, don't drift from that. You have to make what we're talking about right now intentional. Well, Ted, your book is uh, just full of great laughing activities, and we can do this with our spouses. So uh, start uh, by bringing more laughter into your marriage. That's a a very inexpensive way. It's a lot cheaper than counseling right now. Mm. If you're in that place where you need counseling, don't get me wrong. You need to get serious about that. But if you're just in the normal doldrums of life and marriage seems to be more dry than you remembered it in the beginning try introducing again uh, more humor into your relationship never at someone's expense but never, with yeah. them yeah and uh, ted you've done a great job at you we're we're laughing with you that's right and hopefully we're laughing at ourselves more yes. often but this Amen. is a great way again uh, to invoke some lightheartedness into your marriage. And here at Focus, we're about your marriage. We want you to have a thriving marriage in Christ. And I think God has a great sense of humor. I think his belly laugh, I've often asked, 
myself, what will that belly laugh be like? Yeah, Randy Alcorn does a great job talking about the the laughter that Jesus will participate in and be the source of. Well, and you we started to it too, Ted. Don't yeah. underestimate uh, the power of what you've written in your great book and how people can introduce that again, laughter into and humor into their marriage. Thanks for being here. As always, thank you for having me, and I hope couples make the decision and enjoy life together and find the humor in everyday life. It's a much better way to go through this life, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, let me also ask you to consider supporting Focus on the Family Canada. And you can certainly order a book through uh, the office there and help support that ministry. All the proceeds go right back into ministry. So you're uh, standing with Focus Canada when you uh, make that purchase of Ted's book through them. And our phone number is 800, the letter A in the word family. You can donate and get a copy of Ted's book uh, by calling that number or stopping by focusonthefamily.ca. Well, on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. Christ.